This is Think Out Loud on OPB. I'm Dave Miller. We turn now to Astoria. About a year ago, we talked about the challenges that one social service nonprofit was running into while providing support to people experiencing homelessness. Lifeboat Services had a contentious relationship with neighboring businesses who'd complained about trash left on the street, in addition to the behavior of some of the organization's clients. A lot has happened since then. In November, the city of Astoria implemented a daytime camping ban. More recently, the nonprofit was awarded a $35,000 grant from the county to expand its services. Ozark Orek is the executive director of Lifeboat. He joins us once again. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. I thought we could start with the, the big picture. What does homelessness look like right now in Astoria? Oh, I mean, uh, homelessness in Astoria, it, 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 I don't believe that it's necessarily changed a whole lot, um, except that we are able to, we've been able to get out a few more services to those in need, the most, the most vulnerable populations within our communities um, who necessarily need to utilize our low barrier services because uh, there's nothing else like it here locally. And since last year, I mean, basically, uh, it was all for, I mean, m- most of it was for not because, as we stated, we were, we, we had plans on rolling out, making sure that it was clean and get, remained clean and, and uh, beefed up our security and all of that. Um, none of, m- most of the our neighboring neighbors' fears, you know, they didn't come to fruition. We we doubted they would, and uh, we, we laid out our plan and implemented it, and um, we feel like our community is better for us being here and and and, and helping those vulnerable populations. Uh, Do you feel like that has also led to an easier relationship with with your neighbors? Uh, absolutely. Uh, since then, I, I mean, uh, some of our loudest opponents um, have, you know, we're, we've we've uh, worked on our relationships. So let's just say that um, we've had individuals that basically they didn't, uh, there was a lot of just not knowing. So um, we've had individuals that didn't know come in for tours and uh, show them exactly what we're doing and how we're attempting to um, help our community and seeing it from our side and, and what we do, what we're doing on the ground has, has really helped a lot. It's been about nine months since the city of Astoria passed uh, an ordinance on daytime camping, um, meaning a lot before cities like Portland and many other cities around the country, uh, around the state, um, passed their own ordinances just under the wire for this this statewide requirement. What kinds of effects have you seen in Astoria since that ordinance passed? I mean, I, from what my, from what I've seen, uh, I mean, I feel like it's just costing our community more uh, and it will continue to in the long run because uh, since the ordinance passed uh, more individuals are being ticketed and just moved along and where are they going to go just down right down the street to get another ticket that they're never going to be able to pay um, and then maybe even potentially end up in jail and clogging up our jail systems with uh, where people are just trying to sleep and and, uh, you know get get a little little leg up Uh, i don't think it's overall been helpful um it's just not, uh, you know, and, and the fact of the matter is that our community needs us in order to implement those um, ordinances because they have to be able to say, you can go here, which is us. Our low barrier services are the here. 
uh, for our police to move, move them along to. And if we're not here, then uh, there is no here and un- their ordinances are uh, pointless. When you say it's us, meaning there is no other option in Astoria um, if if police uh, come over and say, you you have to clear your tent off the sidewalk and go somewhere else, you are the somewhere else. Yes. There is, there is no other place that they can tell them you can go here. They just, uh, yeah, that's... That is, the Lifeboat Services is and will continue to be with our, uh, especially with our expansion of um, emergency shelter year-round. But do you have a sense for um, the gulf between your capacity and the overall community need? Uh, I, well, what I feel is that we need to start somewhere. Um, absolutely. We, we will absolutely not be able to, you know, serve, serve everyone that, that is in need. Um, but this is, we are a first step because there's nothing else. There is literally nothing else for true low barrier services, the the true low barrier services that Lifeboat Services is providing. Hmm. How would you describe the politics behind homeless response in Astoria or in Clatsop County these days? It's a, it's a bit of a mixed bag, um, because uh, we, we enjoy some very strong relationships within the police department, individuals within the city, and I mean, it, and and with all the other organizations, um, it's just a, such a small community that it's it's, it's really hard because you have you'll have people within a family member on, on on either side of the fence with different varying opinions. So just it's it, it's hard, that's hard. It's hmm. a hard one too. When you say on either side of the fence, I, what I'm imagining is some people who say yes, the work you're doing is important and you should continue and the, the flip side is something like no you're you're attracting homeless people here or I mean, what what is yeah. what's the negative take that you're hearing um stop giving people free stuff uh you know they're just going to keep using drugs they're going to i mean it's all that they, they they need to lift themselves up by their bootstraps you know the, the bootstraps bar- barrier criminalization mentality only serves to further marginalize children mothers fathers brothers and sisters across our nation it would cost us far less in the long run to do it right and we believe right is doing low barrier um, services individuals have to know where they're going to sleep at night where they're going to get their food uh before you can even begin to try to talk to them about um, treatment services, mental health care services, getting a job, you know, so it's, we're, we're, yes, bootstraps. So someone has to start at, at a place. And if if they're human beings, they think they need their basic needs met in, in order to think about anything else. I should uh, remind folks that actually everything you're just saying reminds me a lot of what we heard yesterday from the director of a major UCSF study looking into homelessness where they talked to uh, thousands of people and did in-depth interviews with more than 350 of them. So if folks want to listen to that conversation, it's available on our website, opb.org slash thinkoutloud. I'm talking right now um, with Ozark Orek. He is the executive director of Lifeboat. We're talking about homeless services in Astoria. As I noted in the beginning, uh, Clatsop County is giving you $35,000 this fiscal year. What are you going to be doing with it? Uh, it's slated for uh, restroom and shower install on the lower level, which uh, is the last step, um, the last major step in, in 
moving towards uh, emergency shelter. It's it's what gets us our R2 occupancy, which allows individuals to sleep overnight, and that will be uh, a year-round um, a year-round thing. Uh, yeah, so most of it will go there. Uh, any balance will go towards security, um, increased security and enhanced security. My understanding is that this money is a part of the federal pandemic relief that, that meant millions of dollars, um, right. many, many, many millions of dollars going around the country, including uh, millions going to Clatsop County. And this is the end, though. I mean, this 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 was emergency pandemic relief from the federal government right. um, that's not going to keep coming. What does that mean for your ongoing support for people experiencing homelessness in the area? Uh, I mean, it's so we necessarily, uh, I mean, according to, the, to some key individuals within the city council, we don't have the city support. Um, that being said, like I said before, it's a small community, so we do have some support within in the city, but uh, the, some key players are saying they don't necessarily support what we do. Um, but then we have the state, and with uh, the governor's mandate, um, we are likely going to be getting, you know, receiving uh, funding through through that, and that's uh, it, fingers crossed. Um, likely going to be a, a, a big, uh, a large chunk of, of how we move forward. Um, aside from that, it's going to be uh, what we've been doing. Uh, I mean, we, we've been running on a shoestring budget, and we will continue doing so until, until we don't have to. Uh, writing to writing grants um, to for, for the foundations, um, you know, and just doing, um, you know, fundraising. That's 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 how how we will continue moving forward. Ozark, thanks very much. All right, thank you. Ozark Orek is the executive director of Lifeboat Services, a nonprofit that's based in Astoria. Tomorrow on the show, the Beaverton City Council voted unanimously last week to get rid of minimum parking requirements for new developments. We'll talk with City Councilor Kevin Teeter about what this means for Beaverton and other cities across Oregon. If you don't want to miss any of our shows, you can listen on the NPR One app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to get your podcasts. Our nightly rebroadcast is at 8 p.m. Thanks very much for tuning in to Think Out Loud on OPB and KLCC. I'm Dave Miller. We'll be back tomorrow. Think Out Loud is supported by Steve and Jan Oliva, the Rose E. Tucker Charitable Trust, Ray and Marilyn Johnson, and the Susan Hammer Fund of the Oregon Community Foundation. 